Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Crawley. This message is by Rohan Andrew. So yes, this Sunday we are gonna we're gonna be sharing around um, in little groups, groups of three, just sharing your testimony with each other. And what we what we're aiming at doing is just getting you used to just just sharing. Um, what God has done in your life, how you became a Christian, how you came to the Lord. And we did this with like some of the staff team at Kingdom Faith uh, a few weeks ago. And it was really powerful. It was actually quite powerful. Now, I mean, many of you, well, all of us have got some sort of testimony of how we came to the Lord. But just when you verbalize it and just share it, sometimes it brings things back to your memory of how you got saved and what God actually did. But then hearing other people's testimonies can be really, really encouraging. It really can be like, wow, God, God did that in their lives. He can do it for someone else. You, you know, you can do it for whoever we're around, people in our workplaces, family members, um, whether we're out of the shops, wherever we are, people that don't know Jesus, he can do the same for them. Now, I remember hearing some of the testimonies in my little group that I was in, and these are people that you'd all know in Kingdom Faith that I've worked with for many years, that, and I've never heard their testimonies. And just hearing some of their stories, like, that is just crazy. There was one guy who was sharing who said he had pins in his back, like he, he had a rugby injury, and the, the hospital had to put pins into his spine, and someone prayed for him, uh, well, actually, I don't even know if someone actually prayed for him. I think he kind of just went, he gave his life to the Lord with this kind of pastor person. And the pins, the metal pins in his back just dis- disappeared. He went back for scans. The doctors couldn't understand it. They were like, they've gone. And he was completely healed. He was like kind of hunched over, struggling to walk. And he, the pins disappeared and he was just completely healed, completely could move normally. Doctors were just like, have no idea what's happened with, with those pins. But there's amazing stories of God just doing crazy miracles in people's lives. So we're going to do that. So like I said on my hotline message, if you got that, we want to take about five minutes each and try and keep it to five minutes. Maybe someone might need to just have a little look at their watch and time people. Keep it to five minutes and just share about actually what, um, how you got saved, what Jesus did, and what the main kind of thing was that, that actually he's done in your life, that, that you know, he's continued to do in your life, that, that really just made a massive difference to you. Um, and use language that you would use with someone who doesn't know the Lord. So don't use any Christianese or kind of jargon that people don't understand, but just keep it very simple. Um, but talk about what Jesus did. So let's have a look what we've got for time. So one of the things that um, the Lord spoke to Pastor Clive recently was that he, he, said to, he said to Pastor Clive, in the same way that we seek the Lord, that we meet with God, and like over the last number of weeks in the encounters and even the family encounter that was really, really good, we've been, we've been really just pressing into God. We've been taking that time to pray, to fast, to, to meet with him. You know, we have an all-night prayer. We've had a couple of those. We've had all these encounters. And we really, anyone who's been around Kingdom Faith, you know we love to just meet with God and encounter God and press into God. Um, now, God said to Pastor Clive, as in the same intensity, the same way, and the same planning and time that we've made to meet with God, we need to do that for the lost. We need to do that for those that don't know Jesus. 
We need, that's the same, the same heart and passion we have. We need to start turning that towards the lost. Obviously, meeting with God, having that same passion for God as well, but having that same passion and desire to see people come to him. And, you know, Pastor Clive is, is going to be starting to talk more about that and, and some of the ways we're going to do that. We've got some ideas and things that God's shown us in, in Crawley that we're going to start to do to, to kind of reach out to people around us. But that's kind of the heart of what we're doing. God, God is, I don't know about you, but anytime you pray and fast and seek God, he'll always often start off with us, dealing with things in us and then meeting with him. But then he always, it always has a, a focus on who's not here. You know, it has a focus outwards. God is always um, concerned with those that are not with us because he loves us and he's got, um, he wants us to come into deep relationship with him and he wants us to be part of his family. He wants to give us that peace, that love, that joy. And that's what his heart and desire is for those that are not here, those that are out there in the community that don't know him. So in the same way we share our testimonies this morning of what God has done in us, he really, he is desperate for that to happen for those around us. Amen. So just a few resources and you should have, these should be on the back table. So we've got a little leaflet here that says what the Bible says about salvation. And that's got loads of scriptures in it um, that you can use to just help you to, to communicate to people um, what salvation is all about. And, you know, there's just like John 10, 10, Jesus said, I've come to give you life and life in all its fullness. John 14, uh, 6, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth and life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And it just goes through. So you just grab one of these. They're really helpful to have. Just little resources. You've got win the one cards as well. There's some of those back there. And this, is, this has got scriptures. So if you've got someone who you're really believing for, praying for, wanting to see be saved, um, there's scriptures on here that you can just be praying over them, declaring over them uh, and believing daily over them and, and that's all about having one person if we could just see one person come to the Lord in your life every year this you know we could reach hundreds thousands of people as it multiplies if they go on to then win one person as well you know that's all it can sometimes take is just one person to see come to the Lord if we saw one person come to the Lord per person that's in here and then those people saw one person we would outgrow this place in a few years time so win the one cards grab one of those write the names down of people or just one person on there and be praying that stuff over them and also how to know Jesus booklets these are really really useful um, Pastor Colin wrote these and they just explain how what, what being a Christian is all about the process of salvation um, and they're actually to give to people once they've kind of started on the journey they're not to just hand out and just fly out to people it's is when someone's really interested and wants to know more information, give them one of these. And, it, and Pastor Colin, as you know, how he writes is just very simple to understand, very clear. Um, and that just gives them all the information they need to know about how to know Jesus. Okay. Just a couple of things before we get started. In what we're going to do, I just, just, a, just a quick... Uh, a little story that happened to me when when we were talking about this with the, with the staff team about um you know just getting ready to share our testimonies for, in a few minutes 
Um, one of the days I was driving into, I was driving away from Foundry Lane after a meeting, on the radio, um, there was this radio talk show that I was just listening to, and the lady who was presenting it was talking about, like, just people's religion that they have and how they find being, uh, in whatever religion they're in, how they, how they find, you know, being, having a faith in the workplace. And she was kind of just asking questions to different people that were phoning in. And this Christian guy phoned in who was born again. And um, she kind of, out of the blue, she just said, as he was starting to talk about, you know, his faith in the workplace and all of that, she said, just tell me how you became a born-again Christian. Like, how did that start? What, what happened for you? And, you know, she just put him on the spot immediately. And he had, he had probably like 60 seconds, you know, because it's a quick, fast-paced talk show. He had a few, he had like a minute maybe even less, to just share his faith and how he became a Christian. And I was thinking that's exactly what we're trying to do here in what we're going to be doing this morning. Sometimes you don't know what position you're going to be placed in. You know, we're going to be praying as well that God gives us opportunities to do this. You never know who's going to ask you about what you believe in. You never know what opportunity you're going to have, maybe at the school gates, maybe in the workplace, maybe with a family member, and it might just be a short amount of time that you've got to share your faith, and um, we want to be prepared. We want to be ready to be able to do that. So this guy shared his faith. Yeah, it probably, took, probably took him about a minute, and um, it, was actually, it was actually all right. He just, he just shared you know, what he was like before, what happened when he got saved, and how he is now. He did it very well, actually being put on the spot like that and that went out to millions of people this, this is quite a popular talk show that would have gone out to millions and millions of people so that's what we want to be prepared for let me just read a few scriptures so we've all heard of the great commission i'm just going to read mark 16 it says this uh, it's mark 16 verses 15 to 20 so jesus said to them go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They'll pick up snakes in their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They'll place their hands on sick people and they will get well. And after, after that, the Lord Jesus had spoken to the, after the Lord Jesus had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven and he sat at the right hand of God. And then his disciples went out and preached everywhere and the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied it. And just another, another scripture, this is Acts 1.8. It says this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And, you know, we've heard the Great Commission many times before, but... I just believe God is bringing that back into the forefront of the church. Of, of, he's called us to go. He's called us to reach the lost. He's called us to be witnesses wherever we are. He's called us to, to speak about him, to speak about the things that he's done in our lives. You know, just sharing personal testimonies with, with people that don't know him is, is powerful. Just, you know, maybe you got healed or maybe a miracle happened or maybe some provision came when you needed money or something happened maybe with one of your kids or whatever. You know, God is a miracle-working God. And I think we can take for granted sometime, sometimes what he's actually done in our life and what he does on a daily basis. You know, one of the, one of the most powerful things, I think, for, my, for me personally, of what, 
what God has done in my life is just, just simply answering prayer on a daily basis. Have you ever thought of that? How often do we just pray about things? It's just second nature to us, isn't it? We just pray about something. Something's going on, we pray about it, and then straight away we get an answer. Straight away we, we get some wisdom about something or a miracle happens, someone gets healed or, you know, something takes place. You know, they're just, they're just daily things, daily things. Um, sometimes can be small things, sometimes can be big things, but we have that privilege because we have a relationship with God. And it's so easy to just forget and take for granted what we have when actually there's people out there in the world that have nothing like what we have. They've, no assure, they've got no hope, no faith, no assurance of anything, nothing to put their, you know, to put their trust in, no one to, no one to believe. You know, they, they're kind of going through life. You know, I was listening to some, um, I was listening to some Christian apologetics stuff online on YouTube, and that you just get people kind of debating. You know, there's atheist people, and you've got Christian people kind of just debating what we believe in and what you know, what they think Christianity is, and what, and then people saying what we believe Christianity is, and answering difficult questions. And you just you realise with some certain well, all atheists, it's it's actually really really sad when they actually in some of these debates they share what they believe and they have literally no hope no hope in life they believe that they're here they're just alive because of the big bang and they're just here on this planet uh, by chance by evolution and they they often will say well, we're just here to make the most of this life and then we're going to die and become nothing and that's the end of that. And often they would say, you know, life is tough and life is difficult and life is hard, but we just want to try and make the best of it and then we're going to die. And there's literally no hope for, for anything in their lives. And what happens to them happens to them. And, you know, they just say by complete chance we're here and we've got a brain and we're just processing and just going through this life with no, no direction, no purpose, no hope, no future. And you just think, to, you, when you're watching things like that, it actually makes you quite sad because really there is so much more they could be living for. There's so much more that God has done for us and given to us that we can live for. And we need to share that with other people. Okay. Right, I'm going to stop talking. I'm just going to hand over to Sandra, who's just going to give us her testimony. I'm not sure if we've all heard it before, or some of us may have heard it, some of us not. But I'm going to ask her to do it in five minutes, just as a quick example of how to do ours. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to share with you um, a short journey to the biggest light bulb moment of my life. So I wasn't brought up in a Christian home. It was a bit dysfunctional when I was very small. My mum was young, very young when she had me, um, and I had a younger sister, and I know a lot of you have heard this story before. Um, my mum had gone out to do an early morning cleaning job, and she left my aunt, who was only 15, in the house to look after us. It was a little one-bedroom ground floor flat my aunt was asleep on the sofa me and my sister woke up early and started playing with matches um, and my sister died in fact we both died 
Um, Neighbours alerted the fire brigade because of the fire. Um, my aunt remained asleep, but she didn't wake up until they arrived, but she was in another room. And they had to break down the door to save me and my sister, and both of us were out. Um, they attempted to resuscitate us both, and after some time, um, I showed signs of life. During my early years in primary school, I was not a normal child. I was actually really isolated and um, found it really hard to form close friendships like normal children do. So I used to watch the other children playing in the playgrounds. And it was a very, my, I'd say the age of five to seven was really a very lonely time. But I always knew that God was real, that God existed. But I didn't really know God. Um, as I grew a little bit older, I, I wanted a bit more sense of an adventure and I was interested in all sorts of wacky stuff and um, anything fascinating, witchcraft, horror movies. I was exposed a bit too young to um, frightening films because of the adrenaline rush. I really loved it and um, was really interested in horoscopes and things like that and reading my stars. And I had a bit of a, a very, um, my imagination was very lively, shall we say. And then one day I was invited to a church service and it was a baptismal service where people um, go into the water uh, and declare as they come up that they have a, a new life in Jesus. And they did... Uh, a call at the end and they just said it was just an invitation anyone that would like to know more about Jesus come to the front of the church and it was like the room changed and it's like it's weird it's like the room the light in the room dipped in my in my mind it had dipped and it, I felt someone take me by the hand and lead me up to the front of the church and nobody, nobody was there to see but I kind of knew it was God saying, I want you to know me more. Come and know me more. So I went up the front of the church and um, we sung a song, which was really lovely. Didn't really understand what I was singing. And then afterwards, um, uh, I sat down and this lady prayed with me and she talked to me about Jesus. And that was the day I said yes to Jesus so what was my light bulb moment? This is really odd because the second I prayed, it was like everything I'd believed in before suddenly disappeared as rubbish. It was like, that's nonsense. This is the truth. That's the lie. This is the truth. And it was like an, an instant recognition that everything I believed was wrong, but Jesus was right. And really, that was my light bulb moment. And what else instantly happened for me, there was some instant changes in my heart and in my mind and in my thinking. I didn't just suddenly become a perfect person, far from it. But that isolated, lonely child was suddenly filled with hope. And I, I was definitely a hopeless child before. And I was filled with hope from Jesus who revealed and showed his love to me 
and I'd never experienced it before. See, what the incident with my sister had done at that time is it had broken me and it had broken my parents and my parents weren't Christians. And so actually growing up, there wasn't much love. There wasn't much, um, there wasn't even much fun. It was just, it was hard and it was cold. And my mum had become very much a disciplinarian um, and she would argue that, well, I don't want you to become a sport child now that you're an only child at this point until my other two sisters were born. I was on my own. Um, but that further isolated me, that lack of love that wasn't in my life. And it was like that hope came as God filled me with his love and I knew that Jesus was real. Amen. Thank you, Sandra. That's awesome. That's awesome. I didn't know some of that. That's very good. Brilliant. So that's all. That's what we want you to break up and do. Now, if you can get into groups of three. Now, it is. I, I do say three because it works out the right time. If you have three, if you have more than three, then it gets. It's going to go. We're going to run over. So if you can just break up into groups of three. Maybe if you're in. Married couples, if you break up, maybe mix around the room a little bit just so that you can hear other people's testimonies and stuff. Um, so you have a quick shuffle round now. And then what I want you to do is after you've shared your testimony um, for, five, for five minutes each going round, you could, ask, you could ask a question. If you've got a, you know, if they've said something you really don't understand, you can ask them a question. Uh, try not to go off, way off on kind of rabbit trails. But um, after you've all shared your testimony, I want you to just pray with each other. So I want you to just pray. If there's a, if there's a specific prayer request that people need in that group, you know, just you can pray, pray for them, hit that in prayer. But... Just, I want you to just pray with each other that you'd have opportunities to share your testimony with people. That God would give you divine opportunities or you just begin to see opportunities. But God would just release something so that you have, an, you have opportunities. You're, 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 you're building up your faith to just witness with other people. Okay. Cool. Right, go for it. Okay. All right. Did you hear some good testimonies, some good stories? Did you learn some things about some people that you didn't know? So how did you, did you find that it was, it was just good getting used to say, saying it and maybe even trying to keep it in a short space of time? I don't know if you managed to do five minutes, but, you know, I think it's helpful to just practice, you know, bringing it down to a short kind of few minutes so that you're so you're able to give it quicker because not people don't always have half an hour for you to talk and give every tiny little detail of your testimony so five minutes is is just great practice so father god i just thank you for i thank you for the way that you've reached every single one of us Lord God, and how we um we grew in relationship with you how we became born again how we became christians father god i thank you father that you know, someone somewhere 
shared the gospel with us, whether it was a family member, whether it was a mum or dad or just someone completely random, um, it came into our lives and, sh- and shared the good news of, you, of your salvation with us, Father. Lord, we want to be those people as well, or I want to be that p- kind of person that, that takes that step, takes that bold step to share my story with other people, Father, so they can have the same opportunity that I had in coming to know you. So, Father God, I thank you for just divine opportunities for our eyes to be open, ears to be open, hearts to be open, being aware of people around us uh, so that we can just know who who to share our, our, our story with, when, where, how. So, Father, just make us aware. Bring those people across our paths. Put your words in our mouth. And, Lord, like it said in Acts 1.8, Father, your spirit is the one that shares who you are through us, Lord. So we want to be open and filled with your spirit so that we can be used by you, Father, to bring people into your family and to come into a relationship and come into a place of love with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so we're just going to take communion now. And as we, as we take communion, I want, you to just, I want you to just pray as you're doing it to, to just say to God, you know, if there's anything you need to kind of deal with, get right with God, just take 30 seconds before you take communion and just deal with that in your heart. Maybe if there's anyone you need to forgive, if there's just stuff going on in your life that you just need to kind of just deal with, just, just speak to God right now before we before we take it. You know, Jesus died on the cross for us so that we could have this relationship that we've been talking about just now with him. And he also died so that we can be set free from stuff, so that we can be, so we can have those miracles that we were talking about take place in our lives. So just take, just take a moment. So if you just take your wafer out, the bread. We're not going to have to do this much longer using these little cups. We, we are going to do bread and going back to, back to how we used to do communion. Maybe not sharing, maybe not passing a cup around too much though. So if you just take your bread. So the Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed, he took bread and when he'd given thanks, he broke it and he said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So Father God, we just thank you. We thank you for your body that you gave for us on the cross so that we could have this relationship, we could have a new life, we could have eternal life with you. Father, that we have somewhere we know we're going to go to where we, when we die, that we know we are going to go to heaven and be with you, Father God. So we thank you for your salvation. We thank you for your body. So if you'd just like to take the body of Christ. So in the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this cup and drink this bread, uh, sorry, drink this cup and eat this bread, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So let's just take. You know, on our table, um, when we were, sharing testimonies, part of Nadine's testimony was that when she was a teenager, she, someone challenged her as to 
does she really know where she's going to go? If she was to walk out of the building and hit, be hit by a car and she died, does she definitely know that she knows where she's going to go next? Is she going to go to heaven? And that kind of started on a bit of a journey of kind of working out who Jesus is, who God is. Is he really who he says he is? Can he be my saviour? Is he going to save my soul? And she went on that journey. And I just want to share that as well this morning, maybe for teenagers, maybe for other people that are in the room, you know, that don't know him possibly. Do you know where you're going after this lifetime? And maybe you do need to start that journey yourself and investigate and find out where you are going next. So if you want to talk to any of us about salvation, if you want to maybe rededicate your life to the Lord or just pray some stuff through, you know, there's a number of leaders that are around here. Um, We can do that with you. Okay, amen. Right, so food. So if you've brought food, you can sit around a table, you know, feel free to move about. Um, And you can have your lunch together, eat together. We have got food um, that we're going to bring out now, if that's all right. But please um, let people that haven't got food with them um, help themselves, first of all, to the food, if you have got food with you. And then you can help yourself. But there'll be food, there'll be drinks at the back that you can help yourself to. I see the children have run out there. Leave some for everyone else. But be blessed. Have a great week this week. Have a great day today. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.